Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter, and it is Thursday. Thursday, which means our dear friend Mark Lupo joins us. Hey, Lupi, are you there? Lupi Lewis here. Hey, Lupi Lou, how's your week been? What you been up to? What exciting events have you gone to? Oh my gosh, it was. Uh, it's been pretty good. I've been to a few movie screenings, and mm-hmm. um, you know, but also really busy with work and just trying to manage it all, as they say. <laughs> It's a lot, isn't it? Today I had a little bit of, not anxiety, but I had that moment where sometimes I bite off more than I can chew. And that's not quite true. I just have to chew a little bit faster. Ultimately, it all gets done. The way to get through it is to be in the moment. So I'm not worrying about what I've got to do next or what I've got to do tonight or tomorrow. I'm just going to focus on having a fun 20 minutes with you and the Naughties. What time is it, my friends? It is tea Tea time. time. Rebecca Remain didn't have any warning that she would be in her ex's John Stamos's memoir. So Rebecca Remain has yet to react on the fact that she's in her ex-husband's book, John Stamos, but her husband, Jerry O'Connell, who I love, he is speaking out. So Jerry was on Access Hollywood, and Mario Lopez, who I love too, asked him, did you and your wife have any warning that you're going to be in this book? And he said, we found out when everybody else did. And then Mario, I love her, I love a follow-up question. (laughs) Mario tried to engage him, saying, was he shocked about all this? And Jerry, and I'm surprised Jerry did this, because you don't think of Jerry as the most disciplined person. But he said, it's not really my place to say I would rather my wife talk about that. Mario Lopez responded, (laughs) smart man. (laughs) Couple of things here. First of all, he didn't. John Stamos did not give Rebecca any clue, any heads up that she was going to be in a book. And not just in a book. He calls her the devil in the book. And second part of my question, Mark, is, is Jerry doing the right thing by just shutting up? What do you think? Okay, so 
the first part of this, the first part of your question, I always thought you had to give people the heads up, like as a, or you know, if you're a journalist or you're publishing something about someone, I thought you, you know, as a courtesy, you give them like a, a few days response or a, a 24-hour window to say something. Uh, so I was shocked to know that John Stamos didn't tell her because he's saying didn't some really tell. serious things. Yes, he is. Now the difference is, is as journalists, when we write something, we have to legally give you the chance to respond. Uh-huh. However. If it's in the first person, then I don't have to do that. Oh. So I should do it, I guess. There's some sort of honour in doing it. But if I was writing about you, Mark, yeah. I wouldn't actually have to reach out to you because it would be in the first person. There's no source involved. Gotcha. It's one-on-one. So I think that's the technical distinction there. Understood. Well, listen, I think Jerry handled this perfectly. You know, he he went on the show, he commented, he didn't say no comment and make it, you know, even more awkward. You know, it's, mm. a, it's a difficult thing. I'm sure it's caused some troubles at home. I'm sure Rebecca wasn't thrilled with what John has said about her. And this also feels like this was a long time ago. And now to reopen this, uh, it's not the best feeling. What do you think? Uh, well, I have a little bit of a backstory with these two when I was very, very young. I was an assistant in a PR office that represented both John and Rebecca. Uh-huh. And I still call her Rebecca Remain Stamos because that's the name that I knew her by all those years. And I once had to cover a few events. John was nice. Rebecca wasn't. Mm. So and I, I know and I remember it to this day, like 20 years ago, maybe longer. And I was pretty insecure about being a publicist. I was not a publicist. I was an assistant. I was trying to learn the craft. I was trying to learn how to do this. And I remember going to cover a photo shoot that Rebecca was doing and she wasn't kind to me. And I do mm. remember it. Now, could it just be a bad day? We mm-hmm. all have them. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe so. Even so, even if you're mean to your friend. <laughs> Troubleshooter. It still, it still doesn't mean that you are the devil. I'm quite surprised that John Stamos went this far because he's quite careful too. Like if ever you ask him about the Olsen twins, he shuts down. He doesn't oh, go yeah. there. Whenever you've interviewed him on a red carpet or met him at an event, he's somebody that stays on message. So I'm quite surprised that he's going this far. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm reading the book. It's full. Of, it's full of juicy information. And let me point out too, Rebecca's not the whole book. She's a couple of pages, right. but it's what everybody is talking about. Jerry, do you, have you ever met Jerry O'Connell? He is one of the nicest people. I will tell you, oh, yes. when I worked at Wendy Williams and he was yes. a guest a few times, when I was, I sent a note out, a blast, and I was moving on from the show. He responded and said, Con, you know, best oh. wishes, congratulations. Like, what is, he's oh. a sweet, sweet man. He's sweet. I bumped into him by the Hudson Yards and he came flying over to me. Hi, Rob. Chitty, chitty, chit, chat, chit, chit, chat. (laughs) He's funny. He walks around New York. I really like him. I'm quite surprised, though, that he didn't say anything because you want to defend your spouse, your partner. If you said something mean about my Bruce in your book, (gasps) I'd be vicious. I'd be nasty. And so it takes restraint. Now, I hit the phones Uh and I spoke to some of my Rebecca sources and they said this is how Rebecca wants it she doesn't want to issue a statement she's not going to say anything she feels that if she responds she makes it even bigger so I'm sure she said to Jerry remember Rebecca's been doing this a long time Jerry if you have to do this interview with Access Hollywood I think he's talking about the talk or Pictionary his game show Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you must do the interview you are going to be asked about the book and I'd rather you say nothing do you think that happened that's what my sources are telling may happen behind the scenes. I mean, that's very common. You know, I will say I've I've been watching interviews that John has been doing and I've been waiting to kind of 
hear him talk about why Rebecca's the devil. Like, what actually mm-hmm. happened? I know he spoke about, you know, seeing her career take off, and he kind of felt lesser than, and that also is common in Hollywood, but something must have happened between them. Something happened. That is not It's clear. not in the book. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's not clear, because in the book, it implies that she dumped him, that her career took off at a time when his career was not doing so well, right. and she moved on to thinking she was going to be a movie star, maybe. Remember she made some Marvel movies, or she was all dressed in blue, I don't know those movies, <laughs> yeah. but there was a moment when she, like, we thought, my goodness, she could be the next Angelina Jolie. Yes. That didn't happen either, though, no. let's be clear. Mm. But he's implying that she dumped him. It's quite cruel. He does say in the book, though, that he's partly to blame. He, it's not all on Rebecca when a couple breaks up. It's definitely both sides. But it is a fascinating story, and I want to know what you think about this. Rebecca Rebean didn't have any warning, no heads up, that she would be in John Stamos's memoir. Well, she must have thought she was. She was married to him. If my ex-husband, who I don't have, but if I did have an ex-husband, if they were going to write a memoir, I would be insulted if they didn't mention me. I mean, can you imagine they just erased you? So my question is, should John Stamos have given Rebecca the heads up? Should he have done it? Yes or no? Go vote on our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob. Our Facebook page is Naughty Gossip. And be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. Hey, Loopy, what are you working on? Yes, this is really this is a fun story. So Chris <laughs> Pratt, he has sparked the debate online over throwing out childhood trophies. Let me, mm. let me explain. So Chris Pratt has posed a very valid question to fellow parents. He's asking... Is it wrong to toss out children's childhood trophies? <laughs> now, so the actor took to social media and he shared a series of photos of his wife, Catherine, gushing over childhood trophies and things and oh. saying that his, her parents, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver, have saved these over the years. Oh. And one of the things that she saved uh, for her daughter is a trophy which was titled Problem Solving Superstar Fourth Grade <laughs> Year 2000. And it got Chris to think, he goes, he's saying, you know, this was really special that they've done this for, for my wife. Um, it's very thoughtful. Now, Rob, is your parents, have they saved anything from your child? No, I have nothing. I have, I have nothing. I don't have anything from yesterday. I don't hold on to things. I really don't. I don't hold on to even stories about myself. I've been in the press a couple of times. I was on the cover of the New York Observer. They did a big profile on me. I don't have it. Yeah. I don't keep hold of stuff but that's my choice I don't judge other people but I think what's going on here is that it wasn't Catherine that saved these it was Arnold and Maria Mm -hmm. and that makes a lot of sense I think my mum and dad have probably got more stuff in a shoebox in the attic (laughs) from my childhood than I even know about like I don't personally want that stuff but they might which is sort of sweet like if I wanted a picture of myself as a baby I'd have to ask my mum to send me one I don't have baby pictures here in the apartment maybe that's because when I moved to America, I literally arrived with two suitcases right. and a dream in my heart. But I looked, I just like sort of like arrived like I was in a movie. <laughs> what about you, Mark? Do you hold on to stuff? Does Dorish, your mommy, hold on to stuff? I love when uh, people send me really nice emails. I'll keep those or, you know, greeting cards. But it's cute. My mom, Doris, uh, she's hold on, held on to a lot of things. And if I come home for a holiday or a weekend, I'll come home and, and in my room will be something new. Like she'll put out a, a baby so outfit cute. or a trophy or whatever. And, and so you it's know they're so thinking about you. But it's, it, is, it is cute. It I is. think it means more to the parents it than does. to you. Like I'm very much about tomorrow not yesterday yes and i mean i know what i talk about jayla a lot but i do in reality i don't really think about it that much i'm definitely thinking 
about tomorrow. I've always been that way. I, I don't linger in the past. Maybe I should more because there's so many wonderful memories I have stored back there. But no, I'm definitely somebody that thinks about tomorrow. Okay, moving along. Travis Kelsey, who I love, <laughs> is reacting to his stats, proving that he plays better when Taylor Swift <laughs> attends the game. Now, this is a lot of football talking here. So if I'm going to sound like a Chad and artificial intelligence talking, it is still yeah. me. I just don't really understand what I'm saying. So whenever Taylor has attended Travis's games, his statistics are much better. So his brother pointed out that when T Swift is at the game, he averages 99 yards. I think that's how far he runs with the ball. However, when Taylor's not at the game, he only averages 46.5 a game. Now, he was joking that even his coach has noticed this <laughs> and is encouraging him to bring Taylor to the game. This could have gone either way because had he lost the games that she attended, the fans would say she's a bad luck charm. Had he won the games, which he did, now she's a good luck charm. I don't know about this. Maybe you play a little harder if somebody's in the stands that you really want to impress. What do you think? Coincidence? Or is something going on here? Do we work a little harder when someone we like is, is watching? I think it's a little bit of both. And I think ultimately, too, with her being there, it brings, it brings in this other audience, like me and you yes. and, and the Nazis who maybe yes. don't watch football. Yes. You know, I, now I care. Now I'm going to watch because i want to see what taylor's doing but i don't think i'll watch the game otherwise <laughs> i think you're right brings an extra pair of eyes and maybe that energy is infectious like sometimes we've all been in rooms that are like the electricity is so exciting it sort of pumps you up so maybe that's helping too what about you mark do you perform better if you have a friend somebody a loved one a boyfriend watching I get very nervous. Like, I want oh. to do well, and then I get distracted, and I get all twisted up. So I think I would prefer not to know who's watching who, ah. or who's there. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. I have a little trick. When I do a TV show that I'm a bit nervous to do, and to be honest, there isn't that many because I've done so so many of them at this sure. point. There's nothing. Maybe if I sat down with Oprah, mm-hmm. I might be a little bit nervous, but mm-hmm. not going on a talk show or the Today Show, a morning show. That doesn't make me nervous, but early on in my career... I got a piece of advice from a very famous person and they said when you look in the camera and it's a big black hole, picture someone you love. And I used to think about my mom or my granny or just somebody who wanted me to succeed and I pretended I was talking to them. So instead of talking into like, do this on Zoom, next time you're on Zoom and you're staring into into that camera on your computer, have a mental picture of a person that you want to talk to, a person you want to have a, a drink with. Sometimes I think of Miss Dees. I thought of you, Mark. I think oh. of friends. I think I always put myself in a place where I'm surrounded by people who I don't want to impress, but I know have got my back. I think that's the, that's the key here. Okay, moving along, Britney Spears is saying that she was hurt by Ryan Seacrest. Ooh. So Britney Spears' memoir is setting the record straight from the pop mm. star's perspective, and she's taking names, including Ryan Seacrest, who once questioned whether she was a fit mother. Ooh. This kind of surprises Ooh. me. So the singer recalled in an invasive interview by the American Idol host, 
while promoting her Blackout album in 2007, she said that that was the year she infamously she shaved her head and attacked a paparazzi's car following the split from her husband, Kevin Federline, the previous year. In the book, she said, quote, the only press I did for Blackout was a live radio interview with Ryan Seacrest when it came out in October of 2007. She said in the interview, which was supposed to be only about the record, Ryan asked questions like, how do you respond to those who criticize you as a mom? And do you feel like you're doing everything you can for your kids? Now, Brittany, she noted that she felt the only thing people wanted to talk about was whether or not she was a fit mother. I get it. I mean, celebrities want to talk about their work. I do get it. But if you've shaved your head and you've attacked a paparazzi, that's what they're (laughs) going to ask you about. So I have some sympathy for Ryan here. What I don't like is implying somebody's a bad mum. And some of these interviews, particularly from many years ago, decades ago, they don't hold up now. Diane Sawyer famously asked Britney some questions. I loved Diane Sawyer. And now we would not ask those questions now. Even Andy Cohen has changed over 10 years. Things that he would ask 10 years ago, he's not asking now. So I think it was a product of its time. Ryan's a good guy. He's not a mean guy. And I think that... He felt like he had to ask this stuff, although implying somebody is a bad mom, that is never a good idea. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm Rob Shooter with our dear friend Mark Lupo. Hey, Lupi, let's get to the polls. Yesterday we talked about Britney Spears' memoir again, and we called it A Sickening Tale of Survival. I've read it, Mark. And what I came away with is not the little details, don't get me wrong, I love, I love a celebrity story, but I came away feeling different about Britney. It's so easy to dismiss her as crazy. Mm -hmm. Someone that's got mental health issues. And when you read the memoir, no, she wasn't crazy. What was happening to her was crazy, but she wasn't crazy at all. So our question is... Do you think this book might change the way you feel about Britney? Let's have a look. Oh, 69% said yes. You might change the way you feel, which really is the is the most amazing thing a memoir could do. Don't forget to vote on today's poll. Go to our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob, our Facebook page, Naughty Gossip, and be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. And now it's time for our nicest of the day. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's Meg Ryan. Oh, Meg. Well, Meg's back. She's revealing why she took a giant break from Hollywood. So as her fame grew, so did her determination to step away from the spotlight. Meg said, quote, I took a giant break because I felt like there was just so many other parts of my experience as a human being that I wanted to develop. It's nice to think of it as a job and not a lifestyle. And that is a great way of navigating it for me. Hmm, what do you think? Oh, I think this is really nice. I missed Reg. Remember, she did some great movies. Sleepless in Seattle. You've got Mail. I really missed her. She was everywhere. And I love a romantic comedy. They don't make many of them anymore. So I'm glad that she's back. I hope she's successful. And I think she's right. It's a job, not a lifestyle. We know too many celebrities who think being a celebrity, particularly the housewives, <laughs> low, 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 yes, yes. they think it's like a lifestyle. It's not. It's a job. It's a job. It is not a lifestyle unless you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome back, Meg. And now I notice the day. Naughty Naughty, naughty. Derek Huff from Dancing with the Stars once thought his friendship with Jennifer Lopez was over because of one dance misstep. Ooh. So, so 
several <laughs> years ago, he was dipping J-Lo and he accidentally stepped on her hair and when he pulled her back up, her hair didn't come with her. Uh. Now, at the time, he was like, it's over, I'm never going to work again, our friendship is over. The reason <laughs> this is naughty is we all make mistakes and it's actually really insulting to imply that J-Lo would stop being your friend. I'm sure she wasn't happy you stepped on her hair, but you don't have to fall out over this stuff. I've had friends do things to me much worse than stepping on my face, my hair. I have. But you forgive them to a certain extent. You have to figure out the good, the bad, and see where you land in this. One little incident like that, Mark, it wouldn't end our friendship. Where are you on this? Are you quite strict with this, or do you hold on to people? Oh, I, I, I forgive easily. I mean, but if someone stepped on my hair, I would not be happy either. <laughs> <laughs> I, would not, I would not be happy. Derek, don't do it again. No, I, would, I would not end the friendship. Okay, let's end with a moment of rob. You get a rub, you get a rub, you get a rub. When you mistreat somebody, watch karma. Make you need that person that you mistreated. Mm. Be mindful of the way you treat other people. I have been cruel to people in my life and I really regret it. Not only do I regret it because it's the wrong thing to do, it's also a stupid thing to do because people don't go away. They just get new jobs and some of them have ended up in fabulous jobs mm-hmm. that I could now be sitting next to them enjoying. And I never will because I didn't treat them right. Treat people right, not only because it is the right thing to do, Mark, it's also the smart thing to do. Hey, that is it for today. Thank you so much for treating Mark and myself right on the Naughty But Nice with Rob and Loopy Show, a production of iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Leave us a review if you can. And I'm the guest star on my friend Elvis Duran's podcast. If you want to listen to 20 minutes of me gossiping about my life growing up, who I am behind the celebrity gossip, check out Elvis Duran's podcast. And I am there all week. Okay, everybody, let's sign off. Remember, let me hear you singing along. If you're going to be naughty, you've got to be nice. Take care, everybody. Hip, hip. It's naughty but nice with Rob. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. 
Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.